wonderful Father, our Father, hallowed be thy name. Your words, Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we give you thanksgiving and praise. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord, so much, Lord, endowing us with gifts, with your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and with the gift of salvation, eternal life, Lord. We thank you for our blessings, and we thank you, Lord God, that you love us, and you've given us your love. We love you back. We thank you for today's reading, January the 22nd. Amen. Anna, would you please get us started? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, today's the 22nd? Yeah. Okay. Genesis 44, 1 to 45, 28. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph gave these instructions to his palace manager. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry and put each man's money back into his sack. Then put my personal silver cup at the top of the youngest brother's sack along with the money for his grain. So the manager did as Joseph instructed him. The brothers were up at dawn and were sent on their journey with their loaded donkeys. But when they had gone only a short distance and were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his palace manager, Chase after them and stop them. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you repaid my kindness with such evil? Why have you stolen my master's silver cup? When he uses to predict, which he uses to predict the future, what a wicked thing you have done. <clears throat> when the palace manager caught up with the man, He spoke to them as he had been instructed. What are you talking about? The brothers responded. We are your servants and would never do such a thing. Didn't we return the money we found in our sacks? We brought it all the way back from the land of Canaan. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find his cup with any one of us, let that man die and all the rest of us, my Lord, will be your slaves. That's fair, the man replied, but only the one who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go free. They all quickly took their sacks from the backs of their donkeys and opened them. The palace manager searched the brothers' sacks from the oldest to the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothing in despair. Then they loaded their donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still in his palace when Judah and his brothers arrived, and they fell to the ground before him. What have you done? Joseph demanded. Don't you know that a man like me can predict the future? Judah answered, Oh, my Lord, what can we say to you? How can we explain this? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. My Lord, we have all returned to be your slaves, all of us, not just our brother who has had your cup in his sack. No, Joseph said, I would never do such a thing. Only the man who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Then Judah stepped forward and said, Please, my lord, let your servant say just one word to you. Please do not be angry with me, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself. 
My Lord, previously you asked us, your servants, do you have a father or a brother? And we responded, yes, my Lord. We have a father who is an old man, and his youngest son is a child of his old age. His full brother is dead, and he alone is left on our mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, Bring him here so I can see him with my own eyes. But we said to you, My lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for his father would die. But you told us, Unless your younger brother comes with you, you will never see my face again. So we returned to you, your servant, our father. We returned to your servant, our father, and told him what you had said. Later, when he said, Go back again and buy us more food, we replied, We can't go unless you let our youngest brother go with us. We'll never get to see the man's face unless our younger brother, youngest brother is with us. Then my father said to us, As you know, my wife had two sons, and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless, he was torn in pieces by some wild an animal. I've never seen him since. Now if you take his brother away from me and any harm comes to him, you will send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. And now, my Lord, I cannot go back to my father without the boy. Our father's life is bound up in the boy's life. If he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die. We, your servants, will indeed be responsible for sending that grieving <coughs> white-haired man to his grave. My Lord, I guarantee to my father that I would take care of the boy. I told him if I don't bring him back to you, I will bear the blame forever. So please, my Lord, let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy, and let the boy return with his brothers. For how can I return to my father if the boy is not with me? I couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause my father. <clears throat> Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, Out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers. <clears throat> When, he, they, when they, he told them who he was, then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly that the G Egyptians could hear him, and word of it quickly carried to the Pharaoh's palace. <clears throat> I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer, and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years. And there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to prepare many survivors, preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt, so come down to me immediately. You can live in the region of Goshen, where you can be near me with all your children and grandchildren. 
your flocks and herds and everything you own. I will take care of you there, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise you, your household, and all your animals will starve. Then Joseph added, Look, you can see for yourself, and so can my brother Benjamin, that I, I am really Joseph. Go tell my father of my honored position here in Egypt. Describe for him everything you have seen, and then bring my father here quickly. Weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin did the same. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them, and after they had begun talking, they began talking freely with him. As, and the news soon reached Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers had arrived. Pharaoh and his officials were all delighted to hear this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers this is what you must do. Load your pack animals and hurry back to the land of Canaan. Then get your father and all your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt and you will eat from the best that the land produces. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, take wagons from the land of Egypt to carry your little children and your wives and bring your father here. Don't worry about your personal belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Jacob did as they were told. Joseph provided them with wagons, as Pharaoh had commanded, and he gave them supplies for the journey. And he gave each of them new clothes. But to Benjamin he gave five changes of clothes and three hundred pieces of silver. He also sent his father ten male donkeys loaded with the finest products of Egypt and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other supplies he would need on his journey. So Joseph sent his brothers off and as they left he called after them, Don't quarrel about all this along the way. And they left Egypt and returned to the father Jacob in the land of Canaan. Joseph is still alive, they told him, and he is governor of all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned at the news. He couldn't believe it. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirit revived. Then, jo Joseph, then Jacob exclaimed, it must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go to, to him before I die. Amen. Okay, Matthew chapter 14, verse 11, or uh, 14, 13 to 36. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowd heard where he was headed and followed on foot. From many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. 
Then he told the people to sit down on the grass, and Jesus took five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the bread, breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed it to the people. They ate, they all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, from land for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards, the, towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In fear, they cried, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at uh, Gensaret. When, when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all of their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. <laughs> Praise God for his sure salvation. He is the rock of of your strength and every victory. <clears throat> Psalms 18:37-50. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hate me. They called for help, but no one came for, to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I grounded them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. As soon as they heard of me, they submitted. Foreign nations cringed before me. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives, praise to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. 
He subdues the nations under me and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Proverbs 4, 11 and 13. I will, tell, I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instruction. Don't let them go. Guard them, and for they are the key to your life. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Um, let's go ahead. The New Testament first. Okay. It says uh, the today's teaching on Matthew says Peter was not testing Jesus. He was the only one in the boat to respond in faith. His request led him to experience God's power to an amazing way. He stepped over the side of the boat. Although we start out with good intentions, sometimes our faith falters. Peter started out to sink before he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the waves collapsing around him. His faith wavered when he realized how precarious it all seemed. This doesn't necessarily mean Peter failed, though. When Peter faltered, he tried he cried out to Jesus, the only one who could help him. Yes. He was afraid, but he hadn't stopped believing that Jesus could save him. Amen. Good point. We probably will not walk on water, but we will walk through tough situations. When when your own faith falters, make God the first one you cry out to. Yes. It is by His power that you have come this far, yes. and His power will make up for whatever strength you have. You like. Amen. Amen. Good point. Yeah. Um. I like it right here where he said, um, where the, he prayed, he says, he looked up to heaven and blessed the five fish, the five loaves and two fishes. Mm. And uh, something dawned on me, you know, when I took, when I didn't have money for the AA meeting and I, and I always take $5, at that time I only had a one shiny penny. Actually, I didn't have time to stop at the bank and get money out. And... Uh, and I and I and I blessed the copper penny. I kind of put uh, a uh, I spoke to it. I said, "Lord, take this penny and bless it for this meeting that it will uh, amplify it a thousand times." I said a thousand times. I said it to the penny, and I and I released <laughs> faith when I spoke to the penny. Now, God blessed Jesus blessed them he blessed the love it's kind of like a similar thing now when i dropped that penny in the basket as soon as i dropped it the guy handed me a uh, the secretary in the meeting gave me an envelope written on it for your gas and they had two five dollar bills if you will multiply a penny by a thousand it's ten dollars it's ten it's it's right a thousand pennies yeah, is a dollar. So yeah, a thousand pennies is a do- is a dollar. I mean, yeah. it's ten dollars. Yeah. So, in a way, you know, we can take. Uh, I have heard ministers say that they blessed one dollar and they gave it away, and it worked. They got they got back provisions when they were broke by blessing it. 
and giving thanks for it to the Father for something good. Amen. Uh, it multiplies. Mm. So, you know, and we're using our faith. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how popular Jesus is when they find out he's around. They just want to go be with him, you know. Um, that's awesome. Um, you know, it said, I like at the end there, uh, what we read, it said, uh, when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And remember, there's one story in, with the woman of the issue of the blood that touched the, the hem of his garment. Uh-huh. And she was, you know, it said, the scripture says that virtue flowed out of Jesus and healed her. So this is a very, another time where people wanted to just touch his robe. Mm-hmm. It said, and all who touched him were healed. And remember, his ministry went for three and a half years, so the 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 news of just touching his clothing mm-hmm. could have spread like right. crazy. Right. And this is to me God incarnated. You know, that's that's a powerful God of love that He just touches clothes and right. Everything that's is back to, to paradise. Right. Kingdom come. You know, where nothing missing, nothing broken, you're blessed. Praise yeah. Jesus. Amen. And to the poor, he came to give the gospel, which is a way out for the poorness. You're rich. Do you know, it's it's so amazing, like throughout the, the, the gospels, when it, it talks about Jesus, it just keeps saying, he healed them all. All who came to him were healed. He went about preaching in the synagogues and healing all the sickness and disease. I mean, it just says all everybody got healed. It doesn't say they died. It doesn't say he turned them away. They were a sinner. No, don't come here today. You know, get rid of the sin first or whatever. It just says they all got healed. That's amazing. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. We should be able to expect all these healings. Amen. <clears throat> Jesus said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. I am he. So, you know, one of the topics we're talking today is our natural instinct is to is to yearn and hook up with the Father, with our Heavenly Father. When, when, when we serve, serve that communication with Him, we know it in our hearts and we're lost. You know, we don't know to turn to left and to right. Um, it's very important to, um, to know that He is listening, He is hearing, and... Um, that's why our, our 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 sponsors are so important because when you come in you you don't you don't have that tie actually alcohol is that tie only to peace but you've broken that communications with your God so your whole but when your sponsor comes in he comes for a temporary tie between you and your help before you, your heavenly Father before you get your spiritual connection and, and your and you have your uh, your peace or your main connection. And I remember when I he didn't return my call in two days, and I was like panicking, 
because I I given this guy all my trust and and um, you know this my my sponsor in Sacramento, this little guy. And and I see that 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 is very valuable that we believe we turn around and we believe and we care, as as my sponsor uh, believed and cared for me, until so I was able to grow up and walk with my God. So I see that. So Jesus says, uh, only believe, take courage, don't be afraid. I am He. And that's when when people come in. AA, they come in desperation, and they know that this is the only antidote to their desperation. Is 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 AA, which we get, a, we we drink spiritual wine in the meetings. We get peace and, and learn to hook up with our heavenly Father. Okay, uh, moving over there to, to J- Jacob. Mm-hmm. I like what Jacob said. It must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go and see him before I die. You know, something about achieving. God says he works in wonders, mysterious, his ways to perform in mystery. And uh, like we can't see him, but we have to, we can't rely on flesh. I can't put my thrust in you I have to, or myself. I have to thrust, trust our Heavenly Father. You know, and just throw it up there like a question mark in the air. I can't see him. I have to just trust into that he's there. <laughs> but right here, but when God starts, when you write goals down and starts showing himself up in signs and wonders and material things, your faith is increased. Amen. Your thrust, your spirit is revived. Like he says right here, his spirit was revived. Yes, yes. It must be true, Joseph is alive. When Joseph sent and, and he saw the wagons and all the provisions, mm-hmm. he said his father's spirit was revived. Yeah. So, you know, my faith and spirit was revived these last couple of days because we've been writing uh, little uh, two-year goals of things we want and they're coming to pass you know we look at the list forget about the list and then you look at the list and say wow i wanted a coffee maker i wanted an espresso and we wrote that thing in september the 23 yeah and when did it come uh the the thing came in october the espresso machine you came about a week or a month at later the end of right? october the end of october we wrote almost the end of october Exactly, and but the grinder. I wanted a coffee Actually, grinder. Actually, was the beginning of October. When we the grinder came. Christmas. Two grinders came in Christmas. Christmas. And then uh, we had. I didn't write a teller. We had a writing down a teller somewhere else. And then we written down someone that just blew our minds that we wanted. I fed up with our, my old mattress, and I wrote down, I want a king-size bed. Yeah. I want it. I thank you, Heavenly Father, and I wrote like a little poem. You know, a little expression, for expressing my thoughts to the Lord, to the Father, for a good sleep so I can be of service or whatever. And the bed came. Yeah, and you know what? I, if it wasn't for you saying exactly a king-size bed, I would have went to a queen bed. But you had a desire to be able to stretch your arms out. And now I don't want to get out of the bed. <laughs> In the morning, I slept. You know, from reading so many biographies, people say that God says He wants specifics. Yes. Dr. Scholl, in his book, he says yeah. God says, wanted to know what make and color. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's so. And, but 
it's so important that we write little goals, big goals, two-year yeah. goals, six-month goals, five-year, and, and actually they're prayers and an explanation to God why we need the thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know the the amazing thing that that is that a king size bed is expensive. They are they're expensive mattresses. Good ones are expensive, um, but the way that unfolded was. I had filled out that little form about the class action suits, and I always fill those out. I always just get joy in filling them out, like they're going to send me checks in the mail, you know. And uh, in this case, it was like we talked about getting a mattress from J.C. Penney the day before, and then like two days later, in my email was uh, an award award from the class action settlement that said that I had a gift card for $525 and that was like it totally just came unexpectedly because that's one of that's going to be one of the biggest checks I'm going to be getting in a class action suit you know it's God's way of saying hey here's a little down payment for your mattresses guys you know and um it just you know when i read it i thought like oh my gosh you know i was like stunned because we had just talked about it and now this big chunk of change comes to get it so i remember getting really excited i remember in the parking lot of panera getting your free bagel and i just remember that we were just i was like oh i have to because i i have this thing about lately I go to my email to look for something that's coming. I'm anticipating more to come. And that's why I was even more upset. Because, you know, normally they send you a check or whatever, or a gift card or whatever in the mail. But this time it came in the email, and I was like, wow, God, wow. You know, it's interesting right here that there was so much wealth. <clears throat> Take wagons for your children. Don't worry about your personal belongings. For the best of all the land, Egypt is yours. And then he sent he sent uh, five changes of clothing and three hundred pieces of silver for Benjamin, his Dude, brother. Benjamin got favored, didn't he? I mean, these guys were like, he was like a billionaire. Joseph was like a billionaire. And he sent and it's interesting. He said ten male donkeys and ten female donkeys. Mm. You know, they both can reproduce too. He also sent his father uh, loaded with the finest products of Egypt mm. and, and loaded with bread and other supplies they would need on his journey because they know they're probably going to take maybe a year a year to come back. So Joseph sent his brothers off and they left and he called. And he knows and he says, don't quarrel <laughs> along the way. Amen. I was wondering what the, why this, why did he set them up that way? Um, well, they didn't. You know, uh, why did he set them that that way? Putting that the the silver cup Again. in Benjamin's knapsack. What was? There's something there. <clears throat> well, silver usually means redemption in the Bible. Can you read it? The meaning of it? Redemption. Well, it was just strange that he used a, a cup for vindication you know, tell the future. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I just, I just think other than uh, he needed to tell his his 
He needed to teach his son, his brothers, you know, bring some more adrenaline to their body, more fear. Mm. You know, or but he you know. wept after he got everything out. He was emotional. He wept. It's like couldn't stand it no more. You know, right. the family. It always amazes me how how much love the uh, they they show each other. You know. You know, usually people in these times are very rough, <coughs> very barbaric in their relationships, and they don't show any love because the land is really harsh, and they, you know their surroundings to survive. But not these people yeah. of God. They're very, you know, he hugged all his brothers and kissed them and wept and all that, and his dad saying, you know. You know, um, one of the things that I remember always from Joseph Prince's teachings about the Benjamin generation, how he always talks about, you know, this is, we're in that generation now, um, but it says over here that Joseph, <laughs> not Joseph, but Benjamin got five changes of clothes and 300 pieces of silver. So he always says that, you know, five is the number of grace. So in this time that we're in, the dispensation of grace, um, you know, the number, Benjamin had a lot of grace, a lot of favor with, with, with Joseph. Amen. You know, he had a lot, tremendous favor that he wanted to, that was his brother. (laughs) But, uh. It just, uh, that's the time for now. You know, we're in the, the dispensation of grace. He got, he got, remember, because he got more. Like he, had, in his knapsack, I think, I thought in the, the first time he got something in his knapsack too. Um, and the other, anyways, he was getting favor, Benjamin. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your reading, Lord God. We thank you for the history and and the way, God, you orchestrate, Lord. We never know, Lord God, how you're working, you know, in people's lives, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, and the way you orchestrated Joseph's life, Lord. Yes, Lord. That he be stood faithful to mm, you, amen. praising you and thanking you, even for the trials, Lord God, of the, of the negative side of the dungeon, Lord, of the prisons. Lord, of the accusations, Lord. Oh. We thank you, Lord God, for what we go through life, Lord. And may, may we respond properly, Lord, as good Christians, Lord, and what you taught us, Lord. Thank you for being merciful and kind, Lord, and carrying us in your arms. Thank you, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that we can, carry, we can sit on your shoulders and you carry us through everything, every difficult, Lord. And we thank you that you have won the battle with Satan and you have won it and you have given us victory and the spoils, Lord. We pick up the spoils, Lord, and we thank you for the silver and the gold and we bless it, Lord. We bless our, our tithes. We command the tithes, to, Lord, to, to multiply at a thousand times, Lord. Mm-hmm. We pray for them that be, they be blessed a thousand times while we give to your church, Lord God. Reason we want them blessed a thousand, we command it to be blessed, Lord. Every penny to multiply a thousand times, Lord. Lord, we, we, the reason we do that is so that we have more to give according to your word, Lord God. And that we have more to give and more to survive on and to be influential and to publish your works, Lord. 
We want to publish a book, Lord. <clears throat> we want resources, Lord, to do that and to stay healthy. And thank you that you supply all our needs according to your riches amen. in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, we say yes and amen to our inheritance and we receive it, Lord. We glad we say yes and we receive it and we believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I, before you stop, I, there's one more thing that I'd like to bring up um, mm-hmm. that I underlined. Um, when Joseph finally um, revealed to them, um, you know, I'm Joseph. You know, he, he told that to his brothers. And he started asking, is my father alive? And you sm- sold me into slavery and all that. But he said, don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. And then he goes on to say, This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So he reiterates, So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he's the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his... I mean, he just totally gives all the glory, all the credit, you know, so that the brothers wouldn't... It's kind of like, I think that silver cup did mean redemption for his brothers. Because, you know, here they did this really bad thing thinking it was them who did it. But he's God is the one who said orchestrated the whole event. You know, that this would take place. It was ordained that he would go through these things to get to the place of being the, the governor of Egypt and to, to help the famine in the land and to keep people surviving. It's an amazing story. I mean, when you read that, it's just, it's just, you know, sometimes in your own trial, you don't see that God is the one preparing the way for something better, but you don't see it at the moment. And you feel bad about something, but you don't know. Exactly. That's beautiful. I really enjoy that saying, give thanks for the alcohol and the trials because they faced you in the right direction and you finally have responded properly. The education of, of the trials and the alcohol has been waiting for you to, to resp- It's actually been mercy from God, mm-hmm. from hell, or from some deeper stuff. They faced mm-hmm. you in the right direction. Your mm-hmm. wife divorced you, praise God. You lost your kids. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, you're facing the right direction now. You know, Amen. you'll have life now. You have a, have a chance for them to have life. To come and, and the water's fine in Christ Jesus when we say amen. Beautiful. Amen. I like that. Yeah. So what did it say? Two things, right? Don't feel bad about yourself or don't, don't be, be angry. Don't be angry you with yourself. You didn't your do this to me. That's a good word because yeah. yeah, I was angry to myself. I was angry for my actions. I was mm-hmm. angry that I lost so many opportunities, so many jobs. I was mm-hmm. angry that alcohol, I made the wrong choices and I left my kids early, you know. I was angry with myself. I hated myself mm-hmm. for a long time. And, you know, so thank you, Father, for the anger. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you for my destiny. Because without those actions, how would you be where you are today? Helping people daily overcome. 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 Amen. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Thank you, Father. 
Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And being blessed in the process. And all that is within me. I forget none of your benefits. Thank you, Lord, for all the benefits and blessings we get. Coffee grinders and coffee machines. Not one of those coffee machines over there was purchased. And most of them were all brand new. Yeah, they were. New. And a a TV. And couches. These things we didn't pay for. And a car. How about the car? Oh, the car was awesome. Awesome. The way the car showed up. Amen. We're blessed, huh? Amen. There's yeah. more to come. Praise more to God, come. Lord. More bring, to come. Bring you gotta keep doing the wagons, work. Lord. Bring those ten mules and this ten and the other ten mules full you know, of Lord's stuff. I believe that as as we go about being about the Father's business, the Father's gonna be about our business. Amen. Amen. He yeah. will bless what we bless. We ask yeah. Him to bless our our tithe and offerings, mm-hmm. our offerings in Jesus' name. Yeah, we got one little young congregation come here on Saturday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderful Father, our Father, hallowed be thy name. Your words, Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we give you thanksgiving and praise. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord. So much, Lord, endowing us with gifts, with your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and with the gift of salvation, eternal life, Lord. We thank you for our blessings, and we thank you, Lord God, that you love us, and you've given us your love. We love you back. We thank you for today's reading, January the 22nd. Amen. Anna, would you please get us started? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, today's the 22nd? Yeah. Okay. Genesis 44, 1 to 45, 28. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph gave these instructions to his palace manager. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry and put each man's money back into his sack. <clears throat> then... Put my personal silver cup at the top of the youngest brother's sack along (coughs) with the money for his grain. So the manager did as Joseph instructed him. The brothers were up at dawn and were sent on their journey with their loaded donkeys. But when they had gone only a short distance and were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his palace manager, Chase after them and stop them. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you repaid my kindness with such evil? Why have you stolen my master's silver cup? When he uses to predict, which he uses to predict the future. What a wicked thing you have done. When the palace manager caught up with the men, he spoke to them as he had been instructed. What are you talking about? The brothers responded. We are your servants and would never do such a thing. Didn't we return the money we found in our sacks? We brought it all the way back from the land of Canaan. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find this, his cup with any one of us, let that man die and all the rest of us, my Lord, will be your slaves. That's fair, the man replied, but only the one who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go free. They all quickly took their sacks from the backs of their donkeys and opened them. 
The palace manager searched the brothers' sacks from the oldest to the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothing in despair. Then they loaded their donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still in his palace when Judah and his brothers arrived. And they fell to the ground before him. What have you done? Joseph demanded. Don't you know that a man like me can predict the future? Judah answered, Oh, my Lord, what can we say to you? How can we explain this? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. My Lord, we have all returned to be your slaves, all of us, not just our brother who has had your cup in his sack. <coughs> No, Joseph said, I would never do such a thing. Only the man who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Then Judah stepped forward and said, Please, my lord, let your servant say just one word to you. Please do not be angry with me, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself. My lord, previously you asked us, your servants, do you have a father or a brother? And we responded, Yes, my lord, we have a father who is an old man, and his youngest son is a child of his old age. His full brother is dead, and he alone is left on our mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, Bring him here so I can see him with my own eyes. But we said to you, My lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for his father would die. But you told us, Unless your younger brother comes with you, you will never see my face again. So we returned to you, your servant, our father. We returned to your servant, our father, and told him what you had said. Later, when he said, "Go back again and buy us more food," we replied, "We can't go unless you let our youngest brother go with us. We'll never get to see the man's face unless our younger brother, youngest brother, is with us." Then my father said to us, "As you know, my wife had two sons, and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless." He was torn in pieces by some wild an animal. I have never seen him since. Now if you take his brother away from me and any harm comes to him, you will send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. And now, my lord, I cannot go back to my father without the boy. Our father's life is bound up in the boy's life. If he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die. We, your servants, will indeed be responsible for sending that grieving white-haired man to his grave my lord i guarantee to my father that i would take care of the boy i told him if i don't bring him back to you i will bear the blame forever so please my lord let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers for how can i return to my father if the boy is not with me i couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause my father <clears throat> Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, Out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers <coughs> when, he, they, when they, he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly that the G Egyptians could hear him, and word of it quickly carried to the Pharaoh's palace. <coughs> I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them, 
So they came closer, and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to prepare many survivors, preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt, so come down to me immediately. You can live in the region of Goshen, where you can be near me with all your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and everything you own. I will take care of you there, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you, your household, and all your animals will starve. Then Joseph added, Look, you can see for yourself, and so can my brother Benjamin, that I, I am really Joseph. Go tell my father of my honored position here in Egypt. Describe for him everything you have seen, and then bring my father here quickly. Weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin did the same. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them, and after they had begun talking, they began talking freely with him. As, and the news soon reached Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers had arrived. Pharaoh and his officials were all delighted to hear this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers this is what you must do. Load your pack animals and hurry back to the land of Canaan. Then get your father and all your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt, and you will eat from the best that the land produces. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, take wagons from the land of Egypt to carry your little children and your wives and bring your father here. Don't worry about your personal belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Jacob did as they were told. Joseph provided them with wagons, as Pharaoh had commanded, and he gave them supplies for the journey. And he gave each of them new clothes. But to Benjamin he gave five changes of clothes and three hundred pieces of silver. He also sent his father ten male donkeys loaded with the finest products of Egypt and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and other supplies he would need on his journey. So Joseph sent his brothers off, and as they left, he called after them, Don't quarrel about all this along the way. And they left Egypt and returned to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. Joseph is still alive, they told him, and he is governor of all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned at the news. He couldn't believe it. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told him, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirit revived. Then, jo Joseph, then Jacob exclaimed, it must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go to 
to him before I die. Amen. Okay, Matthew chapter 14, verse 11, or uh, 14, 13 to 36. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowd heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, That isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass, and Jesus took five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the bread, breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed it to the people. They ate, they all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, from land for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards, the, towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in fear. They cried, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. After they had crossed the lake, they landed at uh, Gensaret. When, when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all of their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. <laughs> Praise God for his sure salvation. He is the rock of of your strength and every victory. Psalms 18:37-50. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. 
I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hate me. They called for help, but no one came for, to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I grounded them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. As soon as they heard of me, they submitted. Foreign nations cringed before me. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives, praise to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He subdues the nations under me and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Proverbs 4, 11 and 13. I will, tell, I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instruction. Don't let them go. Guard them, and for they are the key to your life. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Um, let's go ahead. The New Testament first. It says uh, the today's teaching on Matthew says Peter was not testing Jesus. He was the only one in the boat to respond in faith. His request led him to experience God's power to an amazing way. He stepped over the side of the boat. Although we start out with good intentions, sometimes our faith falters. Peter started out to sink before he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the waves collapsing around him. His faith wavered when he realized how precarious it all seemed. This doesn't necessarily mean Peter failed, though. When Peter faltered, he tried, he cried out to Jesus, the only one who could help him. Yes. He was afraid, but he hadn't stopped believing that Jesus could save him. Amen. Good point. We probably will not walk on water, but we will walk through tough situations. When, when your own faith falters, make God the first one you cry out to. Amen. It is by His power that you have come this far. And his power will make up for whatever strength you have. You like. Amen. Amen. Good point. Yeah. Um, I like it right here where he said, um, where the, he prayed, he says, he looked up to heaven and blessed the five fish, the five loaves and two fishes. Mm. And uh, something dawned on me. You know, when I took, when I didn't have money for the AA meeting, and I, and I always take $5, at that time I only had a one shiny penny. Actually, I didn't have time to stop at the bank and get money out. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I blessed the copper penny. I kind of put, uh, a bl uh, I spoke to it. I said, Lord, take this penny and bless it for this meeting that it will uh, amplify it a thousand times. 
I said a thousand times. I said it to the penny, and I and I released faith <laughs> when I spoke to the penny. Now, God blessed Jesus blessed them. He blessed the love. It's kind of like a similar thing. Now, when I dropped that penny in the basket, as soon as I dropped it, the guy handed me a. a the secretary in the meeting gave me an envelope written on it for your gas, and they had two $5 bills. If you will multiply a penny by a thousand, it's ten dollars. It's ten, it's, it's, right? A thousand pennies yeah, is ten. Yeah, a pennies is a dollar. So, yeah. A thousand pennies is a, do, is a dollar. I mean, yeah. it's ten dollars. Yeah. So, in a way. <clears throat> You know, we can take, uh, I have heard ministers say that they blessed one dollar and they gave it away and it worked. They got, they got back provisions when they were broke. By blessing it and giving thanks for it to the Father for something good. Amen. Uh, it multiplies. Mm. So, you know, and we're using our faith. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how popular Jesus is. When they find out he's around, they just want to go be with him, you know. Um, that's awesome. Um, you know, it said, I like at the end there, uh, what we read, it said, uh, when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed they begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe and remember there's one story in, with the woman of the issue of the blood that touched the, the hem of his garment uh-huh. And she was, you know, it said, the scripture says that virtue flowed out of Jesus and healed her. So this is a very, another time where people wanted to just touch his robe. Mm-hmm. It said, and all who touched him were healed. And remember his ministry went for three and a half years. So the 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 news of just touching his clothing mm-hmm. could have spread like right. crazy. Right. And this is to me God incarnated. You know that's that's a powerful God of love that He just touches clothes and right. everything is back to, to paradise, right. kingdom come. You know where nothing missing, nothing broken. You're blessed. Praise yeah. Jesus, Amen. And to the poor, He came to give the gospel, which is a way out for the poorness. You're rich. Do you know it's it's so amazing? Like throughout the the, the gospels, when it, it talks about Jesus, it just keeps saying, "He healed them all. All who came to him were healed. He went about preaching in the synagogues and healing all the sickness and disease." I mean, it just says all everybody got healed. It doesn't say they died. It doesn't say he turned them away. They were a sinner. No, don't come here today. You know, get rid of the sin first or whatever. It just says they all got healed. It's amazing. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. We should be able to expect all these healings. Amen. <clears throat> Jesus said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. I am he. So, you know, <clears throat> one of the topics we're talking today is our natural instinct is to 
is to yearn and hook up with the Father, with our Heavenly Father. When, when, when we serve her that communication with Him, we know it in our hearts and we're lost, you know. We don't know to turn to left and to right. Um, it's very important to, um, to know that He is listening, He is hearing. And um, that's why our, 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 our sponsors are so important because when you come in, you, you, don't, you don't have that tie. Actually, alcohol is that tie only to peace. But you've broken that communications with your God, so you're holding mercy. But when your sponsor comes in, he comes for a temporary tie between you and your help before you, your heavenly Father before you get your spiritual connection, and, and you and you have your uh, your peace or your main connection. And I remember when I he didn't return my call in two days, and I was like panicking because I I given this guy all my trust and and. Uh, you know, this, my my sponsor in Sacramento, this little guy, and and I see that 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 is very valuable. That we believe, we turn around and we believe and we care, as as my sponsor uh, believed in caring for me, and so I was able to grow up and walk with my God. Mm-hmm. So I see that. So Jesus says, uh, only believe, take courage, don't be afraid. I am He. And that's when when people come in to AA, they come in desperation. And they know that this is the only antidote to their desperation. is AA, which we get, a, we, we drink spiritual wine in the meetings. We get peace and, and learn to hook up with our Heavenly Father. Okay, uh, moving over there to, to J- Jacob. Mm-hmm. I like what Jacob said. It must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go and see him before I die. You know, something about achieving. God says he works in wonders, mysterious, his ways to perform in mystery. And uh, like we can't see him, but we have to, we can't rely on flesh. I can't put my trust in you I have to, or myself. I have to trust, trust our Heavenly Father. You know, and just throw it up there like a question mark in the air. I can't see him. I have to just trust into that he's there. <laughs> but right here, but when God starts, when you write goals down and start showing himself up in signs and wonders and material things, your faith is increased. Amen. Your thrust, your spirit is revived. Like he says right here, his spirit was revived. Yes, yes. It must be true, Joseph is alive. When Joseph sent and, and he saw the wagons and all the provisions, mm-hmm. he said his father's spirit was revived. Yeah. So, you know, my faith and spirit was revived these last couple of days because we've been writing a little uh, two-year goals of things we want and they're coming to pass you know we look at the list forget about the list and then you look at the list and say wow i wanted a coffee maker i wanted an espresso and we wrote that thing in september the 23 yeah and when did it come uh the, the thing came in october the espresso machine you came about a week or a month the later end of right? october the end of october we wrote almost the end of october Exactly, and but the grinder. I wanted a coffee Actually, grinder. Actually, beginning of October. When we the grinder came. Christmas. Two grinders came in Christmas. Christmas. 
And then uh, we had, I didn't write a teller, we had a writing down a teller somewhere else. And then we written down someone that just blew our minds that we wanted, I fed up with our, my old mattress and I wrote down, I want a king size bed. Yeah. I want it, I thank you, Heavenly Father. And I wrote like a little poem, you know, a little expression, For expressing my thoughts to the Lord, to the Father for a good sleep so I can be of service or whatever and the bed came yeah and you know what I, if it wasn't for you saying exactly a king size bed I would have went to a queen bed but you had a desire to be able to stretch your arms out and now I don't want to get out of the bed <laughs> in the morning I slept you know from reading so many biographies people say that God says he wants specifics yes Dr. Show in his book, he says, yeah. God says, why do you know what make and color? Yeah. And uh, that's why it's so, and, but it's so important that we write little goals, big goals, two-year yeah. goals, six-month goals, five-year, and, and actually they're prayers and an explanation to God why we need the thing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, the, the amazing thing to that is that a king-size bed is expensive. They are, they're expensive mattresses. Good ones are expensive, um, but... The way that unfolded was, I had filled out that little form about the class action suits, and I always fill those out. I always just get joy in filling them out, like they're going to send me checks in the mail, you know. And uh, in this case, it was like we talked about getting a mattress from J.C. Penney the day before, and then like two days later, in my email was. Uh, an award award from the class action settlement that said that I had a gift card for $525 and that was like it totally just came unexpectedly because that's one of that's going to be one of the biggest checks I'm going to be getting in a class action suit you know it's God's way of saying hey here's a little down payment for your mattresses guys you know, and um, it just, you know, when I read it, I about like, oh my gosh, you know, I was like stunned because we had just talked about it and now this big chunk of change comes to get it. So I remember getting really excited. I remember in the parking lot of Panera getting your free bagel and I just remember that we were just, I was like, oh, I have to, because I, I have this thing about lately I go to my email to look for something that's coming. I'm anticipating more to come. And that's why I was even more upset. Because, you know, normally they send you a check or whatever, or a gift card or whatever in the mail. But this time it came in the email, and I was like, wow, God, wow. You know, it's interesting right here that there was so much wealth. <clears throat> Take wagons for your children. Don't worry about your personal belongings. For the best of all the land, Egypt is yours. And then he sent he sent uh, five changes of clothing and three hundred pieces of silver for Benjamin, his Dude, brother. Benjamin got favored, didn't he? I mean, these guys were like, he was like a billionaire. Joseph was like a billionaire, and he sent. And it's interesting. He said ten male donkeys and ten female donkeys. Mm. You know, they both can reproduce too. He also sent his father uh, loaded with the finest products of Egypt mm. and, and uh, loaded with bread and other supplies they would need on his journey because they know they're probably going to take maybe a year a year to come back. 
So Joseph sent his brothers off, and they left, and he called. And he knows, and he says, don't quarrel <laughs> along the way. Amen. I was wondering what the, why this, why did he set them up that way? Um, well, they you didn't, know, uh, why did he set them up that way? Putting that, the, the silver cup Again? in Benjamin's knapsack. What was, there's something there. <clears throat> Well, silver usually means redemption in the Bible. Can you read it? The meaning of it? Redemption. Well, it was just strange that he used a, a cup for vindication, you know, to tell the future. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I just, I just think other than uh, he needed to tell his... his he needed to teach his son, his brothers, you know, bring some more adrenaline to their body, more fear, mm. you know. Or, but he you know. wept. After he got everything out, he was emotional and he wept. It's like... Couldn't stand it no more, you know, right. the family. It always amazes me how, how much love the, uh, they, they show each other, you know. You know, usually people in these times are very rough. <clears throat> very barbaric in their relationships and there's, they don't show any love because the land is really harsh and they, you know their surroundings to survive but not these people yeah. of God they're very you know he hugged all his brothers and kissed them and wept and all that and his dad saying you know you know um, one of the things that I remember always from Joseph Prince's teachings about the Benjamin generation, how he always talks about, you know, this is, we're in that generation now, um, but it says over here that Joseph, <laughs> not Joseph, but Benjamin got five changes of clothes and 300 pieces of silver. So he always says that, you know, five is the number of grace. So in this time that we're in, the dispensation of grace, um, you know, the number Benjamin had a lot of grace, a lot of favor with 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 Joseph. Amen. You know, he had a lot <laughs> tremendous fa favor that he wanted to. That was his brother, <laughs> but uh, it just uh, that's the time for now. You know, we're in the, the dispensation of grace. He got, he got, remember, because he got more, like he, had, in his knapsack, I think, I thought in the, the first time that he, he got something in his knapsack, too, um, and the other, anyways, he was getting favor, Benjamin. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord, we thank you for your reading, Lord God, we thank you for the history, and and the way God you orchestrate, Lord, we never know, Lord God, how you working, you know, in people's lives, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, and the way you orchestrated Joseph's life, Lord. Yes, Lord. That he be stood faithful to mm, you, amen. praising you and thanking you, even to the trials, Lord God, of the of the negative side of the dungeon, Lord, of the prisons, Lord, mm. of the accusations, Lord. Oh. We thank you, Lord God, for what we go through life, Lord, and may, may we respond properly, Lord, as good Christians, Lord, and what you taught us, Lord. Thank you for being merciful and kind, Lord, and carrying us in your arms. Thank you, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that we can...
we can sit on your shoulders and you carry us through everything, every difficult one. And we thank you that you have won the battle with Satan and you have won it and you have given us victory and the spoils, Lord. We pick up the spoils, Lord, and we thank you for the silver and the gold and we bless it, Lord. We bless our, our tithes. We command the tithes, to, Lord, to, to multiply at a thousand times, Lord. Mm-hmm. We pray for them that be they be blessed a thousand times what we give to your church, Lord God. The reason we want them blessed a thousand, we command it to be blessed, Lord. Every penny to multiply a thousand times, Lord. Lord, we, we, the reason we do that is so that we have more to give according to your word, Lord God. And that we have more to give and more to survive on and to be influential and to publish your works, Lord. We want to publish a book, Lord. <clears throat> we want resources, Lord, to do that and to stay healthy. And thank you that you supply all our needs according to your riches amen. in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, we say yes and amen to our inheritance and we receive it, Lord. We glad we say yes and we receive it and we believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I, before you stop, I, there's one more thing that I'd like to bring up um, mm-hmm. that I underlined. Uh, when Joseph finally um, revealed to them, um, you know, I'm Joseph. You know, he, he told that to his brothers. And he started asking, is my father alive? And you sm- sold me into slavery and all that. But he said, don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. And then he goes on to say, This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So he reiterates, So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he's the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his, I mean, he just totally gives all the glory, all the credit, you know, so that the brothers wouldn't, it's kind of like, I think that silver cup did mean redemption for his brothers, because, you know, here they did this really bad thing, thinking it was them who did it, but he's, God is the one who said, orchestrated the whole event, you know, that this would take place, it was ordained that he would go through these things to get to the place of being the the governor of Egypt and to to help the famine in the land and to keep people surviving it's an amazing story i mean when you read that it's just it's just you know sometimes in your own trial you don't see that god is the one preparing the way for something better but you don't see it at the moment and you feel bad about something but you don't know exactly that's beautiful i really enjoy that saying Give thanks for the alcohol and the trials because they face you in the right direction and you finally have responded properly. The education of, of the trials and the alcohol has been waiting for you to, to respond. It's actually been mercy from God, mm-hmm. from hell, or from some deeper stuff. They face mm-hmm. you in the right direction. Your mm-hmm. wife divorced you, praise God. You lost your kids. Thank you, Jesus. You know, you're facing the right direction now. You know, you'll have life now. You have a, have a chance for them to have life. Come and, and the water's fine in Christ Jesus when we say amen. Beautiful. Amen. I like that. Yeah. So what did it say? Two things, right? 
Don't feel bad about yourself, or don't, don't be, be angry. Don't be angry. You with didn't yourself. do this to me. That's a good work. Cause yeah. yeah, I was angry to myself. I was angry for my actions. I was mm -hmm. angry that I lost so many opportunities, so many jobs. I was mm -hmm. angry that alcohol. I made the wrong choices, and I left my kids early. You know, I was angry with myself. I hated myself mm -hmm. a long time. And you know, so. Thank you, Father, for the anger, yeah. in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you for my destiny. Because without those actions, how would you be where you are today? Helping people daily overcome. Right, overcome. Overcome. Amen. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Thank Amen. you, Father. Bless the Lord, oh yeah. my soul. And being blessed in the process. And all that is within me. I forget none of your benefits. Thank you, Lord, for all the benefits and blessings we get. Coffee grinders and, 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 and coffee machines. Television. Not one of those coffee machines over there was purchased. And most of them were all brand new. Huh? Yeah, they were. New. And a, new, and a TV. Right. And couches. New. These things we didn't pay for. And, and a car. How about the car? Oh, the car was awesome. Awesome. The way the car showed up. Amen. We're blessed, Sally. And there's more to come. Praise more to God, come. Lord. More bring to bring those keep doing the wagons, work. Lord. Bring those ten mules and this ten and the other ten mules full you know, of stuff. I believe that as as we go about being about the Father's business, the Father's going to be about our business. Amen. Amen. He yeah. will bless what we bless. We ask yeah. Him to bless our our tithe and offerings, mm -hmm. our offerings in Jesus' name. Yeah, we got one little young congregation coming here on Saturday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> the wonderful Father, our Father, hallowed be thy name. Your words, Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we give you thanksgiving and praise. Thank you, Lord God, for blessing us, Lord. So much, Lord, endowing us with gifts, with your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and with the gift of salvation, eternal life, Lord. We thank you for our blessings, and we thank you, Lord God, that you love us, and you've given us your love. We love you back. We thank you for today's reading, January the 22nd. Amen. Anna, would you please get us started? Ben, please. Okay. Um, today's the 22nd? Yeah. Okay. Genesis 44, 1 to 45, 28. When his brothers were ready to leave, Joseph gave these instructions to his palace manager. Fill each of their sacks with as much grain as they can carry and put each man's money back into his sack. <clears throat> then... Put my personal silver cup at the top of the youngest brother's sack along <coughs> with the money for his grain. So the manager did as Joseph instructed him. The brothers were up at dawn and were sent on their journey with their loaded donkeys. But when they had gone only a short distance and were barely out of the city, Joseph said to his palace manager, Chase after them and stop them. When you catch up with them, ask them, Why have you repaid my kindness with such evil? Why have you stolen my master's silver cup? When he uses to predict, which he uses to predict the future, what a wicked thing you have done. 
When the palace manager caught up with the men, he spoke to them as he had been instructed. What are you talking about? The brothers responded. We are your servants and would never do such a thing. Didn't we return the money we found in our sacks? We brought it all the way back from the land of Canaan. Why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If you find this, his cup with any one of us, let that man die and all the rest of us, my Lord, will be your slaves. That's fair, the man replied, but only the one who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go free. They all quickly took their sacks from the backs of their donkeys and opened them. The palace manager searched the brothers' sacks from the oldest to the youngest, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. When the brothers saw this, they tore their clothing in despair. Then they loaded their donkeys again and returned to the city. Joseph was still in his palace when Judah and his brothers arrived and they fell to the ground before him. What have you done? Joseph demanded. Don't you know that a man like me can predict the future? Judah answered, Oh my Lord, what can we say to you? How can we explain this? How can we prove our innocence? God is punishing us for our sins. My Lord, we have all returned to be your slaves, all of us, not just our brother who has had your cup in his sack. <coughs> No, Joseph said, I would never do such a thing. Only the man who stole the cup will be my slave. The rest of you may go back to your father in peace. Then Judah stepped forward and said, Please, my lord, let your servant say just one word to you. Please do not be angry with me, even though you are as powerful as Pharaoh himself. My lord, previously you asked us, your servants, do you have a father or a brother? And we responded, Yes, my lord, we have a father who is an old man, and his youngest son is a child of his old age. His full brother is dead, and he alone is left on our mother's children, and his father loves him very much. And you said to us, Bring him here so I can see him with my own eyes. But we said to you, My lord, the boy cannot leave his father, for his father would die. But you told us, Unless your younger brother comes with you, you will never see my face again. So we return to you, your servant, our father. We returned to your servant, our father, and told him what you had said. Later, when he said, "Go back again and buy us more food," we replied, "We can't go unless you let our youngest brother go with us. We'll never get to see the man's face unless our younger brother, youngest brother, is with us." Then my father said to us, "As you know, my wife had two sons, and one of them went away and never returned. Doubtless." He was torn in pieces by some wild an animal. I've never seen him since. Now if you take his brother away from me and any harm comes to him, you will send this grieving white-haired man to his grave. And now, my lord, I cannot go back to my father without the boy. Our father's life is bound up in the boy's life. If he sees that the boy is not with us, our father will die. We, your servants, will indeed be responsible for sending that grieving <clears throat> white haired man to his grave my lord I guaranteed to my father that I would take care of the boy I told him if I don't bring him back to you I will bear the blame forever so please my lord let me stay here as a slave instead of the boy and let the boy return with his brothers for how can I return to my father if the boy is not with me I couldn't bear to see the anguish this would cause my father <clears throat> 
Joseph could stand it no longer. There were many people in the room, and he said to his attendants, Out, all of you. So he was alone with his brothers. <coughs> when, he, they, <coughs> when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept. He wept so loudly that the G Egyptians could hear him. And word of it quickly carried to the Pharaoh's palace. <clears throat> I am Joseph, he said to his brothers. Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Please come closer, he said to them. So they came closer, and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourself for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to prepare many survivors, preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and the governor of all Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and tell him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me master over all the land of Egypt, so come down to me immediately. You can live in the region of Goshen, where you can be near me with all your children and grandchildren, your flocks and herds and everything you own. I will take care of you there, for there are still five years of famine ahead of us. Otherwise, you, your household, and all your animals will starve. Then Joseph added, Look, you can see for yourself, and so can my brother Benjamin, that I, I am really Joseph. Go tell my father of my honored position here in Egypt. Describe for him everything you have seen, and then bring my father here quickly. Weeping with joy, he embraced Benjamin, and Benjamin did the same. Then Joseph kissed each of his brothers and wept over them, and after they had begun talking, they began talking freely with him. As, and the news soon reached Pharaoh's palace. Joseph's brothers had arrived. Pharaoh and his officials were all delighted to hear this. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers this is what you must do. Load your pack animals and hurry back to the land of Canaan. Then get your father and all your families and return here to me. I will give you the very best land in Egypt, and you will eat from the best that the land produces. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Tell your brothers, take wagons from the land of Egypt to carry your little children and your wives and bring your father here. Don't worry about your personal belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. So the sons of Jacob did as they were told. Joseph provided them with wagons, as Pharaoh had commanded, and he gave them supplies for the journey. And he gave each of them new clothes. But to Benjamin he gave five changes of clothes and three hundred pieces of silver. He also sent his father ten male donkeys loaded with the finest products of Egypt and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread 
and other supplies he would need on his journey. So Joseph sent his brothers off, and as they left, he called after them, Don't quarrel about all this along the way. And they left Egypt and returned to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. Joseph is still alive, they told him, and he is governor of all the land of Egypt. Jacob was stunned at the news. He couldn't believe it. But when they repeated to Jacob everything Joseph had told them, and when he saw the wagons Joseph had sent to carry him, their father's spirit revived. Then, jo Joseph, then Jacob exclaimed, It must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go to, to him before I die. Amen. Matthew chapter 14, verse 11, or uh, 14, 13 to 36. As soon as Jesus heard the news, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowd heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, That isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass, and Jesus took five loaves and two fish, looked up toward heaven, and blessed them. Then breaking the bread, breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples, who distributed it to the people. They ate, they all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up twelve baskets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and children. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake. While he sent the people home, after sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from the land, from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards, the, towards them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified in fear. They cried, It's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. 
After they had crossed the lake, they landed at uh, Gensaret. When, when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all of their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And all who touched him were healed. <laughs> Praise God for his sure salvation. He is the rock of, of your strength and every victory. Psalms 18:37-50. I chased my enemies and caught them. I did not stop until they were conquered. I struck them down so they could not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hate me. They called for help, but no one came for, to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I grounded them as fine as dust in the wind. I swept them into the gutter like dirt. You gave me victory over my accusers. You appointed me ruler over nations. People I don't even know now serve me. As soon as they heard of me, they submitted. Foreign nations cringed before me. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives, praise to my rock. May the God of my salvation be exalted. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He subdues the nations under me and rescues me from my enemies. You hold me safe beyond the reach of my enemies. You save me from violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed, to David and all his descendants forever. Proverbs 4, 11 and 13, I will, tell, I will teach you wisdom's ways and lead you in straight paths. When you walk, you won't be held back. When you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them, and for they are the key to your life. Amen. Amen. Woohoo! Um, let's go ahead. The New Testament first. It says uh, the today's teaching on Matthew says Peter was not testing Jesus. He was the only one in the boat to respond in faith. His request led him to experience God's power to an amazing way. He stepped over the side of the boat. Although we start out with good intentions, sometimes our faith falters. Peter started out to sink before he took his eyes off Jesus and focused on the waves collapsing around him. His faith wavered when he realized how precarious it all seemed. This doesn't necessarily mean Peter failed, though. When Peter faltered, he, tried, he cried out to Jesus, the only one who could help him. Yes. He was afraid, but he hadn't stopped believing that Jesus could save him. Amen. Good point. We probably will not walk on water, but we will walk through tough situations. When, when your own faith falters, make God the first one you cry out to. Yes. It is by His power that you have come this far, yeah. and His power will make up for whatever strength you have. You like. Amen. Amen. Good point. Yeah. Um, 
I like it right here where he said, um, where the, he prayed, he says, he looked up to heaven and blessed the five fish, the five loaves and two fishes. Mm. And uh, something dawned on me. You know, when I took, when I didn't have money for the AA meeting and I, and I always take $5, at that time I only had a one shiny penny. Actually, I didn't have time to stop at the bank and get money out. And, uh, and I, and I, and I blessed the copper penny. I kind of put, uh, a uh, I spoke to it. I said, Lord, take this penny and bless it for this meaning that it will, uh, amplify it a thousand times. I said a thousand times. I said it to the penny and I, and I released <laughs> faith when I spoke to the penny. Now, God blessed, Jesus blessed them. He blessed the love. It's kind of like a similar thing. Now, when I dropped that penny in the basket, as soon as I dropped it, the guy handed me a, uh, the secretary in the meeting gave me an envelope written on it for your gas, and they had two $5 bills. If you will multiply a penny by a thousand, it's ten dollars. It's ten, it's, it's, right? A thousand pennies. Yeah, a hundred pennies is a dollar. So yeah, a thousand pennies is a is a dollar. I mean, it's ten dollars. Yeah. So, in a way, you know, we can take. uh, I have heard ministers say that they blessed one dollar and they gave it away, and it worked. It got they got back provisions when they were broke by blessing it and giving thanks for it to the Father for something good. Amen. Uh, it multiplies. Mm. So, you know, and we're using our faith. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing how popular Jesus is. When they find out he's around, they just want to go be with him, you know. Um, that's awesome. Um, you know, it said, I like at the end there, uh, what we read, it said, uh, when the people recognized Jesus, the news of his arrival spread quickly throughout the whole area, and soon people were bringing all their sick to be healed. They begged him to let the sick touch at least the fringe of his robe. And remember, there's one story in with the woman of the issue of the blood that touched the, the hem of his garment. Uh-huh. And she was, you know, it said, the scripture says that virtue flowed out of Jesus and healed her. So this is a very, another time where people wanted to just touch his robe. Mm-hmm. It said, and all who touched him were healed. And remember his ministry went for three and a half years. So the, the, the news of just touching his clothing mm-hmm. could have spread like right. crazy. Right. And this is, to me, God incarnated. You know, that's that's a powerful God of love that he just touches clothes and right. everything is back to, to paradise. Right. Kingdom come, you know, where nothing missing, nothing broken, you're blessed. Praise yeah. Jesus. Amen. And to the poor, he came to give the gospel which is a way out for the poorness. You're rich. Do you know, it's it's so amazing, like, throughout the, 
the, the Gospels, when it talks about Jesus, it just keeps saying, He healed them all. All who came to him were healed. He went about preaching in the synagogues and healing all the sickness and disease. I mean, it just says all everybody got healed. It doesn't say they died. It doesn't say he turned them away. They were a sinner. No, don't come here today. You know, get rid of the sin first or whatever. It just says they all got healed. That's amazing. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. We should be able to expect all these healings. Amen. Jesus said, don't be afraid. He said, take courage. I am here. I am he. So, you know, one of the topics we're talking today is our natural instinct is to is to yearn and hook up with the Father, with our Heavenly Father. When, when, when we serve her that communication with Him, we know it in our hearts and we're lost, you know. We don't know to turn to left and to right. Um, it's very important to, um, to know that He is listening, He is hearing. And um, that's why our, 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 our sponsors are so important because... When you come in, you, you, don't, you don't have that tie. Actually, alcohol is that tie only to peace. But you've broken that communication with your God. So you're holding, But when your sponsor comes in, he comes for a temporary tie between you and your, before, your Heavenly Father before you get your spiritual connection and, and, and you have your, uh, your peace or your main connection. And I remember when I, he didn't return my call in two days. And I was like panicking because I I given this guy all my trust and and uh, you know this my my sponsor in Sacramento this little guy and and I see that 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 is very valuable that we believe we turn around and we believe and we care as as my sponsor uh, believed in caring for me and so I was able to grow up and walk with my God so I see that so Jesus says. Uh, only believe, take courage, don't be afraid. I am He. And that's when when people come in to AA, they come in desperation. And they know that this is the only antidote to their desperation. It's, it's, it's AA, which we get, a, we, we drink spiritual wine in the meetings. We get peace and, and learn to hook up with our Heavenly Father. Okay, uh, moving over there to, to J- Jacob. Mm-hmm. I like what Jacob said. It must be true. My son Joseph is alive. I must go and see him before I die. You know, something about achieving. God says he works in wonders, mysterious, his ways to perform in mystery. And uh, like we can't see him, but we, have to, we can't rely on flesh. I can't put my thrust in you I have to, or myself. I have to thrust, trust our Heavenly Father. You know, and just throw it up there like a question mark in the air. I can't see him. I have to just trust into that he's there. <laughs> but right here, but when God starts, when you write goals down and starts showing himself up in signs and wonders and material things, your faith is increased. Amen. Your thrust, your spirit is revived. Like he says right here, his spirit was revived. Yes, yes. It must be true, Joseph's alive. When Joseph sent and, and he saw the wagons and all the provisions, mm-hmm. 
He said his father's spirit was revived. So, you know, my faith and spirit was revived these last couple of days because we've been writing a little uh, two-year goals of things we want, and they're coming to pass. You know, we look at the list, forget about the list, and then you look at the list and say, wow, I wanted a coffee maker. I wanted an espresso. And we wrote that thing in September the 23. Yeah. And when did it come? Uh, the, the thing came in October, the espresso machine. You came about a week or a month At later. The end of right? October. The end of October. We wrote almost the end of October. Exactly. And, but the grinder, I wanted a coffee Actually, grinder. Actually, it was the beginning of October. When we the grinder it. came. Christmas. Two grinders came in Christmas. Christmas. And then uh, we had, I didn't write a teller. We had a writing down a teller somewhere else. And then we written down someone that just blew our minds that we wanted. I fed up with our, my old mattress, and I wrote down, I want a king-size bed. Yeah. I want it, and I thank you, Heavenly Father. And I wrote like a little poem, you know, a little expression, for expressing my thoughts to the Lord, to the Father, for a good sleep so I can be of service or whatever. And the bed came. Yeah, and you know what? I, if it wasn't for you saying exactly a king-size bed, I would have went to a queen bed. But you had a desire to be able to stretch your arms out. And now, I don't want to get out of the bed. <laughs> In the morning, I slept. You know, from reading so many biographies, people say that God says he wants specifics. Yes. Dr. Scholl, in his book, he says, yeah. God says, want well, to know what make and color. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's so, and, but it's so important that we write little goals, big goals, two-year yeah. goals, six-month goals. Five years, and, and actually, they're prayers and an explanation to God why we need the thing. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the amazing thing to that is that a king size bed is expensive. They are, they're expensive mattresses. Good ones are expensive. Um, but the way that unfolded was I had filled out that little form about the class action suits, and I always fill those out. I always just get joy in filling them out. Like they're going to send me checks in the mail, you know? And uh, in this case, it was like we talked about getting a mattress from J.C. Penney the day before, and then like two days later, in my email was uh, an award award from the class action settlement that said that I had a gift card for five hundred twenty-five dollars, and that was like it totally just came unexpectedly because that's one of that's going to be one of the biggest checks I'm going to be getting in a class action suit you know it's God's way of saying hey here's a little down payment for your mattresses guys you know and um it just you know when I read it I about like oh my gosh you know I was like stunned because we had just talked about it and now this big chunk of change comes to get it so I remember getting really excited I remember in the parking lot of Panera getting your free bagel and I just remember that we were just I was like oh I have to because I I have this thing about lately I go to my email to look for something that's coming I'm anticipating more to come and that's why I was even more because it's you know normally they send you a check or whatever or a gift card or whatever in the mail but this time it came in the email, and I was like, 
Wow, God. Wow. You know, it's interesting right here that there was so much wealth. <clears throat> Take wagons for your children. Don't worry about your personal belongings. For the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. And then he sent he sent uh, five changes of clothing and three hundred pieces of silver for Benjamin, his Dude, brother. Benjamin got favored, didn't he? I mean, these guys were like, he was like a billionaire. Joseph was like a billionaire, and he sent. And it's interesting. He said ten male donkeys and ten female donkeys. Mm. You know, they both can reproduce too. He also sent his father uh, loaded with the finest products of Egypt. Mm. And, and loaded with bread and other supplies they would need on his journey because they know they're probably going to take maybe a year a year to come back. So Joseph sent his brothers off and they left and he called. And he knows them. He says, don't quarrel <laughs> along the way. Amen. I was wondering what the, why this, why did he set them up that way? Um. Well, they didn't. You know, uh, why did he set them that that way? Putting that the the silver cup Again? in Benjamin's knapsack. What was? There's something there. <clears throat> well, silver usually means redemption in the Bible. Can you read it? The meaning of it? Redemption. Well, it was just strange that he used a, a cup for vindication you know, tell the future. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I just, I just think other than uh, he needed to tell his, his, he needed to teach his son, his brothers. You know, bring some more adrenaline to their body, more fear. Hmm. You know, or but he you know. wept after he got everything out. He was emotional. He wept. It's like couldn't stand it no more. You know, right. the family. It always amazes me how how much love the uh, they they show each other. You know, you know. Usually, people in these times are very rough, <coughs> very barbaric in their relationships, and they don't show any love because the land is really harsh, and they, you know their surroundings to survive. But not these people yeah. of God. They're very, you know. He hugged all his brothers and kissed them and wept and all that, and his dad saying. You know, you know. Um, one of the things that I remember always from Joseph Prince's teachings about the Benjamin generation, how he always talks about, you know, this is we're in that generation now. Um, but it says over here that Joseph, <laughs> not Joseph, but Benjamin got five changes of clothes and three hundred pieces of silver. So he always says that, you know, five is the number of grace. So in this time that we're in, the dispensation of grace, um, you know, the number, Benjamin had a lot of grace, a lot of favor with, with, with Joseph. Amen. You know, he had a lot, tremendous favor that he wanted to, that was his brother. (laughs) But, uh. It just, uh, that's the time for now. You know, we're in the, the dispensation of grace. He got, he got, remember, because he got more. Like he, had, in his knapsack, I think, I thought in the, the first time he got something in his knapsack too. Um, in the other, 
Anyways, he was getting favor, Benjamin. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your reading, Lord God. We thank you for the history and and the way, God, you orchestrate, Lord. We never know, Lord God, how you're working, you know, in people's lives, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know, and the way you orchestrated Joseph's life, Lord. Yes, Lord. That he be stood faithful to mm, you, amen. praising you and thanking you, even for the trials, Lord God, of the of the negative side of the dungeon, Lord, of the prisons, Lord, mm. of the accusations, Lord. Mm. We thank you, Lord God, for what we go through life, Lord. And may, may we respond properly, Lord, as good Christians, Lord, and what you taught us, Lord. Thank you for being merciful and kind, Lord, and carrying us in your arms. Thank you, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. that we can, we can sit on your shoulders and you carry us through everything, every difficult, Lord. And we thank you that you have won the battle with Satan and you have won it and you have given us victory and the spoils, Lord. We pick up the spoils, Lord, and we thank you for the silver and the gold and we bless it, Lord. We bless our, our tides. We command the tithes to Lord to to multiply at a thousand times, Lord. Mm -hmm. We pray for them that be they be blessed a thousand times while we give to your church, Lord God. The reason we want them blessed a thousand, we command it to be blessed, Lord. Every penny to multiply a thousand times, Lord. Lord, we we the reason we do that is so that we have more to give according to your word, Lord God. And then we have more to give and more to survive on and to be influential and to publish your works, Lord. We want to publish a book, Lord. <clears throat> we want resources, Lord, to do that and to stay healthy. And thank you that you supply all our needs according to your riches amen. in glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, we say yes and amen to our inheritance and we receive it, Lord. We, glad we say yes and we receive it and we believe it in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I, before you stop, I, there's one more thing that I'd like to bring up um, mm -hmm. that I underlined. Uh, when Joseph finally um, revealed to them, um, you know, I'm Joseph. You know, he, he told that to his brothers. And he started asking, is my father alive? And you sold me into slavery and all that. But he said, don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place it was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives and then he goes on to say this famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors so he reiterates so it was God who sent me here not you and he's the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his... I mean, he just totally gives all the glory, all the credit, you know, so that the brothers wouldn't... It's kind of like, I think that silver cup did mean redemption for his brothers. Because, you know, here they did this really bad thing thinking it was them who did it. But he's God is the one who said orchestrated the whole event. You know that this would take place it was ordained that he would go through these things to get to the place of being the, the governor of Egypt and to to help the famine in the land and to keep people surviving it's an amazing story I mean when you read that it's just it's just you know sometimes 
in your own trial, you don't see that God is the one preparing the way for something better, but you don't see it at the moment. And you feel bad about something, but you don't know. Exactly. That's beautiful. I really enjoy that saying, give thanks for the alcohol and the trials because they face you in the right direction and you finally have responded properly. The education of, of the trials and the alcohol has been waiting for you to, to it's actually been mercy from God, mm-hmm. from hell, or from some deeper stuff. They face mm-hmm. you in the right direction. Your mm-hmm. wife divorced you, praise God. You lost your kids. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, you're facing the right direction now. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll have life now. You have a, have a chance for them to have life. To come and, and the water's fine in Christ Jesus when we say, Amen. Beautiful. Amen. I like that. Yeah. So what did it say? Two things, right? Don't feel bad about yourself or don't, don't be, be angry. Don't be angry you with yourself. You didn't your do this to me. That's a good word because yeah. we I was angry to myself. I was angry for my actions. I was mm-hmm. angry that I lost so many opportunities, so many jobs. I was mm-hmm. angry that alcohol, I made the wrong choices and I left my kids early, you know. I was angry with myself. I hated myself mm-hmm. for a long time. And, you know, so... Thank you, Father, for the anger, yeah. in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you for my destiny. Because without those actions, how would you be where you are today? Helping people daily overcome. Right, overcome. Overcome. Amen. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. Thank Amen. you, Father. Bless the Lord, oh yeah. my soul. And being blessed in the process. And all that is within me. I forget none of your benefits. Thank you, Lord, for all the ble- benefits and blessings we get. Coffee grinders and, and, Jesus and, and, and coffee machines. Television. Not one of those coffee machines over there was purchased. And most of them were all brand new. Huh? Yeah, they were. New. And a, new, and a TV. Right. And couches. New. These things we didn't pay for. And, and a car. How about the car? Oh, the car was awesome. Awesome. The way the car showed up. Amen. We're blessed, huh? Amen. There's yeah. more to come. Praise more to God, come. Lord. More bring, to come. Bring you got to keep doing the wagons, work. Lord. Bring those ten mules and this ten and the other ten mules full you know, of loaded stuff. I believe that as as we go about being about the Father's business, the Father's going to be about our business. Amen. Amen. He yeah. will bless what we bless. We ask yeah. Him to bless our. Our tithe and offerings, mm-hmm. our offerings in Jesus' name. Yeah, we got one little young congregation come here on Saturday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>